Welcome back to the show. I'm Ernie, and with me is someone who has also did the crotch shop to the teachers in high school. <laughs> Together, we had a lot of air to fill up Roddy Roddy Piper's backpipes. <laughs> we go to the you didn't know, Michael. How's it going? Hey. Uh, so we have a lot of news for you this evening. <laughs> Break down that wall. Come on! You know I gotcha! So let's start with the awkward finish that we all saw coming at Elimination Chamber. Not only did Brock Lesnar win the WWE World Title, but we also saw Bobby Lashley take a crazy bump. Yeah. Rollins powerbombed Austin Theory into Bobby's pod. MVP of the night, Austin Theory, of course, which knocked out Bobby of the match itself. Michael Cole kept saying it was a concussion, but when it was announced Monday, the real reason behind it all that Bobby's shoulder was injured mm-hmm. from the Royal Rumble match he had against Brock Lesnar, which got him out of the match. So technically, he still didn't lose to Brock Lesnar. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> well, then that's good. I guess that uh, tweet that somebody else put out there is not uh, it's not legitimate anymore. No, never. <laughs> I'm not just fake news. I'm not buying it. <laughs> it's official. Jeff Hardy's going to All Elite Wrestling and reuniting with his brother, Matt. Yep. Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy Team Extreme over again. It's the 90s again. Let's do this. Again. Well, Jeff doesn't look like he's aged at all, so you might think you're back in 2000. It could be. Another thing, and this one I really despise, but I want to put it out there anyways. MGK is a playable character in WWE 2K22. I saw that. I saw that on an ad. (laughs) I mean, they could have done something better. I mean, uh, gee, why MGK? Only because he got powerbombed once? That's all it takes. He'll be in the Hall of Fame before you know it. Oh dear. <laughs> Other rock artists that could have been included besides him that have appeared in the WWE. So excuse me while I do a John Cena on Peacemaker and just blur out a bunch of names. <laughs> so I'm just gonna blur out a bunch of names here. Uh, Kid Rock, Fred Durst, William Nelson, Aretha <laughs> Franklin. Oh geez. Wow. She could have worked. I don't care. It'd make a hilarious character. Put him with the girls. The lead singer dude from that sang DS's music. Oh. That guy. Yeah. Rage, Rage right? Was it Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. yeah. Run the DMC. That would have been cool. Snoop Dogg. That actually would have been kind of cool. They could uh, go through against the NWO. Yeah. Lemmy from that Motorhead. Oh. Now that would have been cool. Yeah. The little guy from ACDC. I don't even know his name. Just <laughs> the little guy. William Garcia. Even Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Come on. Yeah. 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 Billy Corgan. LL Cool J. 
Pitbull. Okay. All these people wearing Snoop. 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 Yeah. His cousin's there. Why not him? Mercedes. Yeah. And that fashion thing. Sorry, Mercedes. Yeah. Ashanti. Ozzy Osbourne. Travis Barker. Hmm. Alice Cooper. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Alice Cooper. <laughs> Alice Cooper. They already have Sting. I guess the figure's close and all. Oh boy. The <laughs> the lead singer guy of Drowning Pool. Okay. Bodies, yeah. Let the bodies hit the floor. Liva. Marilyn Manson. Cindy Lauper, who should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Ice T. Gun Jet. Flow Rider. Wale. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg. DMX. DMX, that would be good. But he was already in that, what What was that game? The Def Jam fight? Yeah, awesome. well, some of all these people were in the Def Jam game. <laughs> That's true. And finally, Eminem. Okay, I can see and, that. And, you know, just for that, I'm just going to make an Eminem create a wrestler, record it on Twitch, and make sure to use Kill Shot when I'm wrestling him. There you go. It's going to be MGK versus Eminem in a retirement match. Uh-oh. Career. Yep. <laughs> Make a God versus Devil stipulation or something. <laughs> and just to uh, put this out there, I, and I, I thought I was right, and I looked it up, and I was right. Fred Durst was in SmackDown. Yeah. Old SmackDown, Just Bring It, but you had to unlock him. Hey, which one? Here Comes the Pain? Just Bring It. Which oh, I just think was the... Yikes, was that the second one? Just I think so. It wasn't the first one. Maybe it might have been the first one actually, but yeah. So that's well, they put MGK. So there you go. Love it yeah. or leave it. <laughs> I actually haven't played a SmackDown game in forever. There was a time I, I'm very simple when it comes to my gaming. I'll try different games, but I've always been basically a. I play SmackDown. I'll play Grand Theft Auto. And in the last three years, NBA 2K. And if it's not one of those games, I'll play other games, but not regularly. I hadn't played a SmackDown. Um, do you recall, was it 2008 when they changed the, the controls? Because they had the controls were pretty much the same up until 07, maybe 08, something like that. Yeah, and then they changed. Making, yeah, yeah and that's when I stopped. They started turning into 2K. Okay, then that's what, it, yeah. But I, because I was like... I just, I, once they changed how the buttons were, I, and I didn't want to relearn them. I knew what run was, what grapple was, and once it was changed, and then didn't they add something? Um, it started becoming a meter, right? Where it wasn't you just grab them and do the move. You had to grab them, and then, like, was it, did you have to tap the buttons, or what was it, like, combination? Oh, the hold on to X button, hold on to a grapple button. Okay. All that, yeah, it was just a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, I remember before, up until 2019. Okay, and they stopped at 2019, right? They, yeah, no, they stopped at 2020. Uh, 20, okay, 2020 didn't do so well, so they mm. like skipped it. They were abandoned everything about 2020, they didn't want to do anything with it <laughs> after they already let it out. And, yeah, the fans were like, what the hell, man? What's going on? Like, no, you can go back to 2019 and play with that one if you want. But they abandoned everything about 2020. Then they said, um, we're just going to work on 
the new games. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, here's this new game called Aggression or Battleground. Okay. Which is, yeah, which I created. It's really fun. It was just like a kid game. Oh, cool. Okay. So it, that one was really fun. But they, they're like, we're just going to work on everything and like give you the best possible game ever. So now we're waiting on 2022. Yeah. March 11th. I have to tell you, seeing the commercial and everything live and all like that, I'm actually excited about it. Like, I think I might actually start playing SmackDown again. Right. So. Might as well. And yeah, um, so Just Bring It was the third one. Yeah. It's on PS2. I gotta get those games again. I gotta go look back at all my old games and see yeah. which one was the PS4 so I can start playing them again. I have a few of them. I think I still have, I have the ones, at least one of them on um, the original PlayStation still. So I might have to dust that one off. <laughs> see how real it looked. <laughs> hey, right. Moving on. Actor and now podcaster Freddie Prince Jr., best known for I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scooby Doo, and one of the writers for SmackDown back 15 years ago during the Ruthless Aggression era. <laughs> Which is still, when I found that out, I was like, oh, is that, I, you know, sometimes they'll have somebody in like, and they're the GM. So I'm like, oh, wow, when was he written in as pretending to be a writer? I was like, oh, he actually was. Wow. He actually was. <laughs> he has a podcast now. Um, it's called Wrestling with Freddy. Oh, wow. If you you abbreviate that, it's called WWF. Really funny. Oh, that's slick. Okay. Someone's about (laughs) to get sued. (laughs) (laughs) He spoke on his podcast about wanting to build his own wrestling promotion. I heard about that. I heard stories a few months back that he wanted to build on it. And when he heard about 80 people were released last year, and he felt yeah, that it was to showcase their talent instead of wondering where to go since every other company right now seems full. So he's back on the news today because on his podcast he stated he wanted to build a still build a wrestling company under the Screen Actors Guild Union so that wrestlers can have insurance. Oh, wow. Okay. That would be cool. Yeah. I'm going I'm to watch that. He also talked about his desire to build that wrestling company again and has been pitching his idea to mostly people in the business that he knows. So inside people. Mm-hmm. He has said he wanted to build a women's wrestling company, another where it had to do with comedy but more theatrical. When told that people were going to perceive that wrestling as fake, he told him, well, yeah, so is Green Arrow. No one can shoot an arrow like that in real life. Hey! <laughs> Nice. Maybe they'll make one of the superhero genre to a bunch of comic book marks to prove your point. <laughs> or don't make fun of wrestling and we won't make fun of your little Superman. There you go. But yeah, he def- yeah, I'm glad he defended our freaking culture. <laughs> I was like, our yeah, culture. I like him even more. This is wrestling. I like him even more. Um, I went ahead and like binged on his podcast. It's about 45 minute episode. So he just talked about all the way back. Um, remember the debut of the Brian Kendrick? Yeah. With Ezekiel Jackson? Was that? Oh, with yeah, Ezekiel his bodyguard. His body, yeah, bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, that was him. That was <laughs> oh, pretty, did that he was write his raps for him? <laughs> um, he gave Ezekiel Jackson the 
the cat in the hat book that you see him reading during oh, no. that. Yeah. Oh. So the way he said it, it's like he found it. It was for somebody else, but he found a bunch of uh, Dr. Seuss books. Oh, he grabbed one of those books, cat in the hat, and he gave it to Seiko Jackson. And then later on, they're asking him, why am I reading this? Like, just because. Just do it. Just do it while you're while he's talking and you're in the background reading this. Like, all right. It's gotta be funny. It's gotta be an inside joke. Nobody said a thing. Vince McMahon said he liked it. And he they booked um Brian Kendrick the next week. I kinda liked uh well I liked him better when he was <laughs> Spanky McBarrel scrapings. Oh my goodness, Spanky. <laughs> Remember that when he was rapping against John Cena? Yeah. <laughs> and he had the, the outfit and the I think he wore a big clock and stuff. Well, the thing about Freddie Prince Jr. besides being married to Buffy is that he's not afraid to take the risk in calling someone out, either a wrestler or an executive or even the toxic Star Wars fandom. That's right. No. I said it. This no. man's podcast or new podcast he's in is gold. We're going to lose Some fans. Audio, but that he states that he doesn't want to compete with WWE or AEW, but he wants to have his own thing. He's a wrestling mark. He wants to have an ACG show, a SAG show, so that he can have insurance for as long as the union lasts. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Oh, that's good to hear. And finally, in case none of y'all have heard, I'm sure you all have, Cesaro has quietly exited the WWE after failing mm-hmm. to agree to a new deal. Yeah. I haven't seen him since he had a shot at the WWE World Title, which he lost, and then you don't hear him hear from him or see him for a while. I was gonna say I forgot he was still there. Honestly, <laughs> it's good that he didn't want to resign. The guy hasn't done anything creatively since the bar with Sheamus, and he deserves yeah. a push. Yeah. He deserves a push rather than putting the belt on Brock Lesnar again. No, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I, I'm I still like Brock, so that's fine. We're all fine with that. AEW's Revolution pay-per-view is in a few weeks on March 6th. I may be able to watch it live. If not, I'll just check it out. The winners and Twitter and some matches on YouTube. But the card is so far is stacked. AEW World Championship, Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. I was expecting this match to happen until maybe towards the end of the year, but I'm definitely going with Cole on this one. Um, you got the AEW Women's Championship, Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. The AEW Tag Team Championship, the Jungle Express with Red Dragon, with the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal winner, which I'm assuming is going to be the Young Bucks to do that whole Young Bucks versus Red Dragon versus not, Jungle Express, not even, not even an option here. It's like, this is a storyline between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Okay. Basically. Like, yeah. Or you guys are just collateral damage. <laughs> we'll just, whoever. Whoever wins between these two, they're just going to keep the belt. TBS championship between Jake Cargill and Tay Conti. <laughs> Face of the Revolution ladder match, Keith Lee versus Powerhouse House Hobbs versus Ricky Starks versus Wardlow versus Orange Cassidy. Um, CM Punk versus MJF in the dog collar match, which I'm most excited to watch or listen or whichever comes. Like, clips of it, probably. John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Huh. 
That could be pretty good. Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Who, my goodness, they had some choice of words on Wednesday. <laughs> Man, that was the greatest. <laughs> uh, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting versus Andrade Aligolo. I say a Cassidy and Matt Hardy tornado trios match. So I'm saying this. I'm saying this is the part where Matt Hardy is gonna get betrayed by Andrade, and then, like, what a few weeks later, he's gonna need backup. How mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy we get Team Extreme again? Yeah. So yeah, I'm out for the save. Maybe he'll come. You know. Maybe he's getting jumped, and Jeff will run out. And... Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm thinking Matt will get jumped by all three of them. You have the crowd chanting Jeff, 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 yeah. Jeff Hardy, and all that, but he doesn't show up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're all upset. Oh no! Wah. And then Wednesday he does his whole thing like, "You guys jump in the back. I'm, I'm gonna take my anger out on you." And then they do it again. They beat him down. They hit him over the head with a chair. And then he goes crazy again. He starts saying delete again because of that. And then he calls for his brother Nero. There you go. The reunification. The unification. Obsolete. <laughs> all right. And that's all the news we have for you today. Uh, let's move on. Come on! You know I got ya! Yeah! One! Break the wall! Break down the walls! So, as I, I've made clear plenty of times, I have not watched a lot lately. Um, but I got tickets to go to the February 25th Smackdown in Hershey. And just walked <laughs> feeling that energy it's like oh man like it it doesn't take much to get that love back for it and literally from the first fireworks to the uh the ending where they were telling us okay it's over you guys can leave now i i am definitely 100 percent a wrestling fan again awesome um in case nobody knows uh michael went to the smackdown show in hershey pennsylvania and tell us what it was all about man tell us Start from the beginning. Let us know how it went for you. Yeah, so just walking in, like I said, I hadn't been watching in a while. Just seeing that SmackDown, I remember when it was just the blue and white. Just seeing that orange in there now is like, it really pops. It stands out a lot. Um, I was in 101, so it was not on the floor, but it was like right as soon as the, I guess the, you know, it starts going up. So it was a decent, so, I mean, it was decent, uh, decent seats. Uh, at the end, Heyman made sure to tell everybody that was the biggest box office in Hershey history. So that was kind of cool. And it probably has something to do with this being, you know, lead up to WrestleMania. So uh, it opened up with Ronda Rousey, which I was excited. I, I've been around the Rousey fan since UFC. She came out there doing her talk. And then uh, Charlotte came out. They were going back and forth. And then she got hit from behind by Sonia Deville. And yeah. That, she had a little bit of action there. Uh, of course, Charlotte made sure to get out as quickly, as quickly as she could. 
So that was pretty fun. That wasn't a match. It was just yeah, it was just the interview with Ronda Rousey. And so yeah. I had like, oh, cool, they're going to interview Ronda Rousey, and then all that happens. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm guessing Sonya Deville is going to be wrestling from now on again. It's great. So it was cool though, and and I was happy to see that Ronda Rousey got a good pop. You know, because I, you know, they say that on some shows they would say that the the boos and the cheers were piped in while well, I was there. So I don't, I don't think it was, piped, you know, unless they tricking the people in the audience too. I, everybody around me was cheering for her. So. Yeah, it was, a, I heard a cheers. So I was happy to see that. The first match was Biggie and Kofi versus the lethal lovers, which I was <laughs> not familiar with them. Obviously we, we all know Kofi and, and Big E. Yeah, I love so, the Sargos. Um, are, I didn't know they were attacking now. I, I, I didn't know they were either. They were like feuding against each other for a few months back. And I guess they put them together because, you know, they released all their band favorite Mexican wrestlers. So, that's the closest thing they, they could get to. Closest thing they could get to LWO with what they had left, I guess. Oh, LWO. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Everybody had a world order back then. Eventually, <laughs> good times. Good times. I, I was. I, I have a high school story. <laughs> like I was all into that before it ever happened. I was just calling it the year before. Like yeah. me and um, this senior, we would like talk about it in class. Um, about how all the Mexican wrestlers need to band together and all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. And just come out and say, like, we're Latinos, we're taking over. We're the LWO, we're the Latino world. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're just messing around about it. Um, uh, and then, like, the next year, like, I told him, I was like, are you watching this? He's all like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's all, he's all, I was not expecting for this to ever happen in my That's life. Funny. And I'm just like, yeah, Latino world order is real. <laughs> and it was only real for like a few months but hey yeah. it was fun but it, it happened was... it happened it's in history now but as as always or at least as you know as it's been for a while big e and kofi were the faces so when they won using one of their special moves obviously everybody was happy about that i like him yeah. a little bit i still remember kofi kingston when he was supposed to be from ghana or whatever but Jamaica. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a huge New Day fan. Yeah. But it's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the children. <laughs> New Day is for the children. There you go. One thing I was I mean, excited. Yeah. Uh, Angel Garza kissing the ATV was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Why? I put your lips over. You don't know where that thing has been. <laughs> it's probably a rental. You never know, right? It's been been through a lot. I was excited about the next match because I've been an Addy Nightheart fan. Oh, wait, 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 before you get there. Oh, okay. uh, did you see Seamus um, King? Seamus what? Seamus. Seamus, I saw Seamus, yeah. You see Seamus, did you see his cane? Uh, I'm going to see that I recall. It didn't stand out. His, he has a cane with a fist on it. So it's huh. like, 
when he's just messing with you, he'll hit you on the head. And I'm like, did he just become grand, old Grandpa Biff from Back to the Future? Wow, did I, why did I not? Hello, hello, McFly. I'm like, oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome. Steve has a fist cane on his. Steve has a fist on his cane. Oh wow, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. I have to pay attention. Uh, well, yeah. What was the next match? Uh, so Natalia versus I'm not going to pronounce that because I can't. Zaylee. Okay. Fine. Don't worry. About <laughs> Which again, I've been a fan of Natty Nightheart since you know I first saw her. So that was a cool match. Cool to see in person. I've seen her. I saw her in. I couldn't even tell you what year that was, but it was in Baltimore. What was it? Probably 08. It could have been. Uh, in Baltimore when she was tagging with... Or no, she wasn't tagging. She was the manager of... Were they, Her were, husband. Were, yeah, and Davey, Davey's son. Davey. Yeah. So that was cool. I actually was impressed by... Say the name again. Zyali. Zyali. I was impressed by her. I thought that she had a cool gimmick and um, good moves. Good moves. She had a lot of good moves. Okay, so you were there live. While all of us watching on TV, she comes out to the CGI. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, looks like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Who does she look like? Because I thought she looked like somebody from Mortal Kombat. Raiden. But how about this, though? Ashra. She was wearing um, that like huge hat with the veil. Yes. Yeah. Maybe because I haven't played Mortal Kombat in a while, and I just go back to what, the original Ra- Ashra, I think it's supposed to be maybe like a female Raiden. I know Mortal Kombat fanatics are going to be like, no, she's a female. But um, I think she's supposed to be like, because she's supposed to be like a demon or something. So Okay, okay. So her CGI looks like somebody went back in time and used the same computer graphics from WrestleMania 5 and 6. Oh my god. Let's use the lightning, lightning, but have it pop out like it, it did in the 80s. Oh, wow, yeah. Okay. Like, what the hell is that? I, I didn't see that, you know, because I was, was there. Uh, last time I saw Zaya Lee, she was, like, knocking Mercedes Martinez's head off in NXT and just knocked her out on, you know, freaking gave her concussion and everything. Oh, wow, yikes. So, like, to see her here, I was like, are you sure you guys want to put her? Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well. Um, so, commercial break. Before Natalia comes out, mm-hmm. we see yep. commercial break. Um, Zion Lee comes out first, mm-hmm. but then like a two minute commercial break. What happens during that commercial break? Commercial break, they turn off the lights. She's just sitting there waiting, and then you know it's back on because then she starts doing. When it came back on, she was doing her, I guess her stretch, whatever from left to right, like the Shawn Michaels um, thing. Right. You know, I don't know what you call it, but the stretching. Yeah, she just the lights went out. Yeah, I never seen that where they turn off the lights for that. Wow. All right. Bring the lights go dark. I mean, not for the whole arena, but the dark, you know, they turn turn them off in the ring and then when they come back on, then they the music starts up again and they So they even stop the music. Basically it's quiet, dark. And then... So we're pausing while there's a break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh what you guys didn't see, probably you did see. Um, Aaliyah in the back wearing a 317 shirt, which means that she beat Natalia in 3.17 seconds. Oh, wow. But the way that she's wearing her shirt, 
um, is just the same way as Austin 316 had it. Mm-hmm. Same font, same everything. Aaliyah 317. I'm like, come on, you guys can do something different with her? No. Aaliyah 317 says, I just beat you. They're going quickly. with familiarity. Oh, boy. Um, I want to tell you, she's a great welcome wagon. Yeah. Uh, how Undertaker is the company man with WWE. Natalia is the same for the women's division. Uh, she's been through the Divas division, the women's division, the Give You the Chance era, the female wrestler for the next season, like Can Go era. And yet, she has not held any of the women's titles that long. Um, if you want to enhance the talent, give her to Natty. Case right. in point, Leah. And she uh, went over. Yeah, everybody. She had her own, Aaliyah, who had her own WWE reality documentary moment a lot when um, the network came out, mm-hmm. when the network first arrived. Yeah. We saw a documentary called Calling Ground, and she was one of the focal points of the show. You see her later on NXT, but didn't get to push her that moment. There's a lot of support for it. She's been pushed to the main roster when she wasn't doing much in NXT or in a losing effort. And the weirdest thing they were trying to do with Taya Valkyrie. And then she gets to the main roster and who they throw at her? The one woman in the division that can actually make you Natalie. <laughs> Natalia, which, again, I hope they do something better with this. Yeah, me too. I hope they, they could make it a, you know, they can make it a pretty successful feud if they... I guess if they want to, if they work it right. Yeah. Um, I, I know you're going to love this. The next one. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so it's announced at <laughs> WrestleMania, I guess. It was like I was just like, what? Are you guys serious? Zami uh, Singh versus <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Johnny Knoxville for the IC belt, the Intercontinental belt. I miss the old Intercontinental belt, by the way. Um, just the better be one of the kickoff shows and not before any of the main events. Or I'm just gonna be like, this is ridiculous, and stupid. <laughs> um, that was the reaction towards that. I mean, I, it watched it. I don't know that anybody was super excited about it, but. I thought it was kind of cool. I'd never been in the same building as Johnny Knoxville, and I remember him from 75 years ago. So, okay, cool. Yeah, here he comes. Uh, Letterman's sweater. Won't you be my neighbor sweater and his new do. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's like, is that Vince? Oh, no, that's Johnny Knoxville. Okay. Um, Yeah, I thought it was was filler. It's okay. They got a movie to sell, so that's all right. That's funny. That's about it. Um, commercial break comes back from commercial break. Titus O'Neil still employed by the WWE. Yeah, can you believe that? Like he just uh, he he's just going around and yeah, I, I see what they're doing with him. It's just awesome. But still, he's Whoops, still yeah. right. They definitely were. Oh no, we gotta. He's nice. We gotta keep him. It makes us look good. It's still February. It's still February. <laughs> March 1st so much for Titus it's almost there March 1st is the Yeah. hey go back home we'll still pay you Just stay home Sasha Moonbanks versus Shotzi 
which is somebody I was not familiar with. The second uh, person, obviously. She's dramatic too. Okay. Who did the proper entrance on TV? <laughs> like we get it, back from commercial break, she's in the ring. Like, yeah. Um, oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So she was just there when you when for TV. Yeah, she was just there. Okay. I don't know. Who? Well. Oh, Sasha Banks. All right, cool. And then not even that. It was a segment also. There was a segment after the commercial break. Oh, you know what? Now that you mention it, okay. She didn't get an entrance. Um, you're right. It came back from commercial. There was a segment. And then I heard the music, Sasha Banks' music. So I'm like, oh, okay, where is she? And I saw somebody in the ring. And I'm like, she's already in the ring. Why are they playing her music? And then I saw her come out. And I'm like, oh, there's somebody in the ring. How'd they get there? That's the opponent. So, no, she didn't get an entrance for us either. Wow. You just saw, you looked down, you saw the music start playing, and you saw somebody in the ring, and then you saw somebody coming out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't hear... As far as I remember, we didn't hear any music or anything. No Titan Tron. She was just in the ring. And then. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe they don't have anything for her yet. Yeah. <laughs> up to the main roster. I think like everybody from the main roster is like not going to have anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't know what to do with you. We don't know what to call, I'll call you. Can we call you something else? Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart? No, your new name is Shotzi. Oh man, they showed it. Yeah, just go with that. She'll come up with something. Uh, and people love Sasha Banks a lot too, which I knew that from before, but she must be very popular in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Imagine getting called up from the NXT to the main roster and being told you're just there as filler and in half the town now. Well, a short match. Jobber on SmackDown isn't too bad of a job. Dude, this girl had like two 20 minute matches on oh, NXT. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. And oh, okay. you go to the main roster and you get relegated to, hey, sorry to do this to you, but you're going down right now. Five minutes. Okay. Damn. <laughs> uh, and then we hear that Naomi walks in the ring. Mm. Hey, you and Sasha are now tag team. Yay. I was like, what? Oh, Which, she's like still that. doing her day glow stuff. She's been doing that for a while now. Yeah. I thought that would have been over. Let's see. I wrote this on Friday or Saturday. But, um, okay. A footage of Moz being wasted at the elimination chamber. That's always fun. No, yeah. With showing is that when they showed Brock? Oh my goodness! Um, There's something else after or before the the main event. Yeah, there was Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. The guy oh, yeah. he dropped on his head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't see that. It was like ah, uh, oh, okay. anything well, with Moss, I'm just like fast forward. Didn't we already see this at Elimination Chamber? Why are they showing it again? Well, so he was supposed to uh, wrestle Corbin. And Corbin, in you know, in the ring, he did the whole heel thing. We're like, yeah, you know, you deserve more, yada, yada. You're so cool. I tell you what, why don't you take this match instead? And the guy's like, well, my neck is so hurt. What do you mean? He's like, no, go ahead. You take it. So Corbin chickened out. And that's how he ended up in there. And he was actually going to go for that move 
again, where he dropped him on his head, but then grabbed the ropes and all that stuff. But um, that was pretty cool. It was cool. I I have to say, Drew McIntyre is good, but man, he is like over, over now. Like people love Drew McIntyre now. Yeah. Like super over. Yeah, he is. I was because before when I was watching, you know, what, what, what would this have been? We'll say even two thousand. I don't know, two thousand twelve. You know, he was people liked him, but he was not like now. He's like rock stone cold over with the sword and everything. So I was like, wow, okay, it's kind of cool to see. I don't know. What, what, maybe enlighten me. Why do we call him Happy Corbin now? What's why? Uh... Oh, a few months back, he was down on his luck, Corbin. So he was sad, Corbin. Uh, okay. Um, and then he got some positivity in his life, so he became happy, Corbin. Oh, well, that now works. He's, uh, happy and madcap, madcap, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Moss. <laughs> madcap Moss. You think he's related to Randy? Randy Moss? No, yeah, probably not. They probably were trying to build on <laughs> the next team, but. Yeah, I don't see. It was a good Um, match. It was a fun match. You know, with being alive. I don't know how it would have been on TV, but it was definitely fun to see. And then the big one, well, the big, it's funny that that was basically a contract signing was not a, a match. Contract signing. Uh, Tribal Chief got acknowledged. Hershey, mm-hmm. um, Pennsylvania, acknowledge me. Yeah, and they. <laughs> so that's another thing. Before we get back into, or before we move on with this, I recall which which Royal Rumble was it where, um, they wanted Bryant, whatever Daniel Bryan to. No, I'm mixing them up. Which one was the Royal Rumble where Reigns won and everybody was booing the whole match? Possibly around four years ago. Okay, not too long ago. Yeah, and not too boom, long ago. they just hated him, right? They were trying to make Reigns the guy, and everybody booing, boom. Well, everybody was cheering him in there. Right in front of the room, too. So what happened with that now? Because they love Brock, but they were cheering. I was like, wow, because I remember last time I was watching, Rain, they hated Reigns, like, legitimately. It wasn't um, heel heat, because when he was a face, people were booing him. So what, yeah. what did he do? Is it because of Heyman? Like... Yeah, possibly. Okay, because um, technically he's the heel now, and people heel. are cheering him. Yeah, he's been in that John Cena treatment. Yeah. And like everybody didn't want him to be a face back then. They wanted him to be a heel, and they hated how they okay. him. Like, you're throwing, you're throwing him in our faces again. So we're just going to boo him until you realize he needs to be a heel. Yeah, and now they're cheering him. So it's like the die Rocky die then? Yeah, okay. basically. <laughs> Like die, woman, die. Yeah. So this was cool. Um, yeah, five hundred and forty-five days as Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. He came out with Bloodline. Well, you know, Bloodline came out um, with the Usos. Brock came out, and it's funny. I don't know if they showed it on TV. There was a guy in the crowd who basically, if you didn't see Brock in the ring, you might have thought that it was a smaller Brock Lesnar. He was yeah, wearing a hat, huh? Wearing a hat, he was wearing a hat and the cut off like dress shirt, whatever. I thought, well, I looked down and I was like, 
you know, early in the match. And I'm thinking like, oh, did they put him out in the audience? And I'm like, okay, that's not him. Because that's all his arm. I'm like, the guy's in shape, but he's not Brock side. But they actually put him, I saw him on the, you know, they have the screens. I actually saw him. So he must have been on TV for a split second. It was during this too, after Brock uh, F5'd everybody and he was celebrating. So I guess they saw him too. But I thought it was pretty cool when Brock was... uh signing his you know signing the contract and he threw it at him he threw it at roman reigns and then paul Heyman's getting all sad and emotional how dare you show some respect for this man so i thought that was cool it was cool you know for me to have not have been watching that for so long to like see these guys okay these guys i recognize are still in business and they're still the top of the business roman reigns brock lesnar uh Rikishi's sons, <laughs> Paul Heyman, geez, he's been around forever. I did think it was cool when, you know, Roman Reigns gets out of the ring and he's like, what do you say? He said, oh, every, this is my arena. This is my show. Those are my security guards. Wrong thing to say. All you want to be wrestlers who are playing as security guards are now about to get your asses kicked. And they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flip the table and I, I have to say one thing too because I like shoes too maybe we'll do a, a, a shoe podcast one day Roman Reigns was wearing Concord 11s and I thought oh. wow he has so many shoes that he's going to actually wrestle in Concord or at least crease his Concord 11s he doesn't even care that's a <laughs> man who must have a lot of shoes so yeah I thought it was pretty cool and I have to say after that all that happened the credits you know on the corner came up so that's all you guys got but guess what we got in the arena what when all the people started okay it's a let me get out of here while brock lesnar's music is playing i gotta get my car out of the the lot we got um it was let me make sure i remember everybody was it was um i don't remember their names something raid what are the guys the raiders they're the like, okay, with Drew McIntyre versus Bloodline and Roman. Yeah, and Ro- yeah. Oh, so, nice. we, so we got that after you guys didn't get to see that. That was just for the arena. And, but that's funny. They wrestled in the clothes that they were wearing during oh. the signing. So, <laughs> yeah. so Roman's wrestling in his Concord 11s uh, and his, you know, his, his rocky sweatpants and uh tracksuit and but it was cool though it was a fun match to see that and he actually got in the ring he wrestled too it wasn't you know sometimes they'll have the guy and he's there he's in the corner but he doesn't get tagged in he actually wrestled but then you could see him jaw jacking with people in and one funny thing i couldn't hear what they were saying but paul Heyman pretended like he was sad somebody in the audience said something mean to him so roman reigns gets out of the ring and he comes over and he acts like he's uh, giving Paul Heyman a hug and he's shaking his finger at the audience member like no no you be nice that was kind of funny so and then that's when Paul Heyman made the, um, actually okay right before the match he made the announcement he's like this is the bo- biggest box office in Giant Center in Hershey and um, he was saying and this row right here or this section of audience right here is the ugliest uh, <laughs> section I've ever seen and then he said, I guess some guys were like, they're dumb too. This guy's so dumb over here. He's like, yeah, me, I'm the ugly one. Me, me. That's funny when they interact with the audience like that. 
So I, I'm telling you from first uh, pyros to the last to when they were telling us, the lady was like, okay, thank you. You guys drive safe, but okay, it's over. Um, which also, this is an old memory. Speaking of after uh, hours stuff, if you want to say, um, when I went to the Raw, couldn't tell you what day it was, but I can tell you it was two thousand. It was the day after the Royal Rumble, the Raw right after the Royal Rumble, um, which I believe that's when. I mean, when Royal Rumble, but I think that was the Raw when he probably chose. Well, they didn't choose back then. No, yeah, because Benoit was from SmackDown, right? So they were not expecting him to be on Raw. Right. Remember? Okay, so that's when he came out and they did all that stuff. But then what was cool was after, when everything went off, they had like a beer party. So Stone Cold was there. Um, I want to say Mick Foley was there because he might have been the commissioner at the time, maybe. But he was there. Um, Lillian Garcia and Benoit, and they were all drinking beers. Like, I think it lasted like an extra 30 minutes just them playing Stone Cold's theme music and them getting Lillian Garcia to drink a beer. And she was sitting in the chair, and then like Stone Cold and maybe Benoit or maybe um, Mick Foley, they like pouring the beer in her mouth and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see those things that it's like, okay, like now with the internet everywhere, people are going to know about it. I'm sure if you went and typed it in. Like, even what just happened now, it would say, hey, after SmackDown went off. But, like, back then, you wouldn't have known that. You know, 2004, it wasn't, the internet wasn't as big as it is now, I mean, as far as the information that you can get. So, like, back then, like, dark matches, if you didn't go to it, or not dark matches, but house shows, you wouldn't know what happened. So, that's kind of cool, though. It was kind of cool that we got a match that was not televised. So... But I definitely, as soon as that show ended, all I was saying was, okay, when's the next one? <laughs> when's the next one? When's the next one? I got to go back. There's nothing like going live. Like, if you go to a live wrestling show and you don't rekindle or become a fan, right. um, that's that's probably more your issue than theirs. Because <laughs> there's just so much, you know, just with the audience and the just everything it's such an elect you know the rock wasn't there but it was it sure was electrifying i'll say so and i'd like to see him back if he goes i might have to might have to make a trek wherever he he does a match so and one cool thing they were they had the t-shirts I actually got um you know because they're i guess they're celebrating stone cold he wasn't there but hershey 316 shirt which was exclusive to that night. So that was cool. I I would say I'm officially a mark again. Currently, we're on a WrestleMania road trip, driving down the road at number 38 as we take a trip down memory lane and bring you the classics and our most memorable moments of WrestleMania. We've done WrestleMania 3 and WrestleMania 5 due to it being the first time we've both watched them. But this week, I decided to take a pit stop and pull over for what I consider to be one of the most hype matches in all of wrestling. For the first time ever, a good guy versus a good guy. 
During the show, we will be stating additional facts that you may or may not have known already that we just happen to have come across on the web. At times, we will be discussing what happened afterwards to either the feud or the wrestler throughout the year. After we discuss the WrestleMania's moments, we will rate it by the card, the roster, what impact did it have on pop culture, and is it rewatchable by giving it a unique rating system, such as how many videotapes out of 10 would we give it, and would we take it with us to school to have our friends watch it during a free class or an elective? Hopefully nobody will remember I did this in real life when I go to our 25 high school reunion. <laughs> They'll okay. remember. They'll remember. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 6, April 1st, 1990, in Skydome in Toronto, Canada. Canada. Skydome in Toronto, Canada. Robert Goulet sang the national... I'm sorry. Robert Goulet sang the Canadian National Anthem. You might remember him as Mikey's singing voice from Recess. Other celebrities in attendance were Mary Tyler Moore, Steve Allen post-poison. I'm sorry. Steve Allen post-prison drug stand in a backstage segment. Was he in the backstage segment? I don't remember. I heard he was. Okay, a young Stephen Amell who claims he was at the event because I guess how that's how you prove you were a wrestling fan these days by claiming you were on the show. It's true. Also, wrestlers that were kids back then that were at the show were by where Baby Christian and Baby Edge, complete with kazoos. <laughs> a young and very serious for that brief moment, Lance Storm. And Renee Young, who believes she would one day work for the WWF and marry an unhinged lunatic fringe. And she did. Don't she forget, did. our good buddy Diamond Dallas Page made a debut of sorts, too. Cameo by Diamond Dallas Page as a um, driver. And if I remember the story that I heard, I'm sure on one of the network shows, they wanted his car, and I believe the bargain was, he said, you can have the car if you let me on the show. Oh, there that was go. his. It was his car. Hey. <laughs> the commentators for the show were Gorilla Monsoon and his very last WrestleMania, Jesse the Body Ventura, who would continue his role as color commentator for Superstars until August of that year. All right, let's go for the first match of the night in five, right. three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. That's all it takes. Ricky Martel. Rick Martel. My goodness. The model Rick Martel defeated Coco Beware. Which was cool. I said before I was a Martel fan, so mm-hmm. I was happy. I was, yeah, I was impressed with Coco. I've never seen Coco Beware wrestle. Like, I've seen him come out with Owen Hart. I've seen him come out and all this stuff. But I've never seen him, like, I sat, I never sat down and watched him wrestle. Hmm. Well, I did. He can move. He's a big guy. Yeah. Such an weird high flyer. Um, best known as a tag team with Owen Hart as High Energy. High Energy, And probably my best memory of him is the first victim of the Tombstone by The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Uh, Survivor Series 1990. That very same year. Here he loses to a basic move these days, the Boston Crab. (laughs) But back then, this was a very dangerous maneuver. Yes, it was. I didn't even see Coco tap out or say yes. The ref called the bell too clearly. Like, <laughs> okay, 
call it. You're hurting his back. You're gonna kill him, Mark. You have. Or was that the Toronto screw job? Uh, the first ever Canada <laughs> screw job. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, Martel would have a stellar year, captaining a clean sweep at Survivor Series with his team against Jake Roberts' team. First one that's in history. But... Versus the Vipers. Oh, yeah. Him and the... Yeah, it was. Yeah, Martel. Uh, Power and Glory and... Name the fourth. Was it the... The who? Was it Martel, the Warlord, and Power and Glory? Yeah. Okay. And Jake Roberts came with Jake it. Roberts, the Rockers, and how are you gonna make them lose like that? A lot? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Him and his crew is the first and only time they ever did it. We're in a circle, heel versus faces. Um, that they should do this again. Like the winners of every the Survivor Series in match one through five against the faces. Oh, yeah, and then do like a winner-take-all at the end. That was yeah. my favorite. I like those. Yeah, it should have been done again. But no, it's just like one and done. Um, Him and his team advanced to the finals to the first and only time they ever did it. He ended up leaving his team and getting a count-out, so technically he didn't lose. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> he eventually had a six-month feud with Jake the Snake Roberts when he sprayed arrogance on Roberts' face. Yeah. Lining him for a few weeks. This will lead to them facing facing off against each other at at the next WrestleMania. So, yeah. With the blindfold well, they put had those potato sacks over their head. Blindfold match. <laughs> the blindfold match is one of my favorites. Um next match one of three tag teams. Uh the team of demolition action smash defeating the Colossal Connection. Mm-hmm. Haku and Andre Giant for the WWF Tag Team Titles. A little too early on the card, like a tag team title match. Yeah, and that was a big teams too. I mean, Andre, Andre, demolition. This match lasted nine minutes and thirty seconds. I understand why. Well, for Andre, (laughs) for Andre, like guy can't move. You could totally tell he wasn't moving because he just like. The only reason he was there is to stop the count. Just yeah. Through the breath. middle rope. I'm like, what are you doing through the middle rope? Usually I see you in the top rope. Over, yeah. This guy. Uh, there's most part just count breaks. Who was dealing with health issues at the time. After the match, Bobby Heenan slapped Andre, turning him face. And in yeah. return, Andre slapped back. <laughs> yeah. Slap, slap, slap. slap. <laughs> it's like I hate to be somebody when he gets slapped by Andre. <laughs> uh, Haku tried to super kick him in the face, and we're just yeah. like, "Oh no, you didn't!" No, that didn't work. Um, Andre uh, would go on record as saying, "As Haku is one of the most people he um, fears the most." Yeah. Another one would be Damien. Yeah, the sneak. <laughs> uh, Haku would end up being an enhancement talent 
jobbing to nearly everyone, got left off the SummerSlam card and would always be in opening matches after. Mm-hmm. He would end the year in a series of losing streaks. I mean, for the guy who we all know as one of the Mang as one of the deadliest people Mang. outside of wrestling, and then gets jobbed. Like what? You hear stories of this man, and he's not even a champion. What the hell? Well, maybe he should have been. They should have had UFC back then. <laughs> maybe he would have done better there. And he's Samoan, and he's all like dynasty and everything. Like mm-hmm. what? He could have like helped you out in a fight, and you're still going to treat him badly, and then take him to WCW and do the same thing there. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Demolition came out as a strong face but quietly turned heel as the months progressed. Mm. This was also the time when they added a third member, Kona Crush. Uh, <laughs> we just crush. Earlier on, Axe had developed an allergic reaction to shellfish, which hospitalized him, so they added Crush to ease into it. Crush, who we all know as Brian Adams from Chronic in WCW. Mm-hmm. Later on that year, they would lose the tag team titles against the Hart Foundation to regain a managerial, managerial service as a master Fuji once again, a month later. Like, hey, Fuji, welcome back. I miss my kids. It was all worth it. Hey, Crush. And then Crush would later on team up with Fuji again. Uh, great. And then later, later on, Crush was Macho Man's bodyguard. Later, later on, yeah. That was weird. It was, I think that was around the time when he made his rap song about Hulk Hogan. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's hilarious. Uh, next match, four minutes and 52 seconds. These were all short matches. Well, with these two guys in it. And Earthquake and Hercules. Earthquake defeating Hercules at 4.52. It was a filler. Definitely a filler. Um, I I was a fan of Earthquake later on when he had his um the gear, the Earthquake gear. I wasn't expecting for him to just come out in a create a wrestler type basic mode with a blue (laughs) blue gear. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Short match, but filler. Who's the strongest? Hercules is basically an enhancement talent for now. As they now say, we don't have anything for you at this time, so lose this match. Well, and that's why they had Hercules lose to Earthquake. That's why they had Paul Roma doing the dark match before the event even started. Like, let's see how this goes. Uh, Hercules, meet your new talk partner, Paul Roma. from The guy from WCW. The guy in the War Horseman. Yes. <laughs> Damn, Why? What's going on in WCW that all your guys are coming here now? Why not? WWF has to be. A month later, Hurtquake would enter in the feud against Hulk Hogan when he snuck up behind him during the Brother Love show and broke his ribs. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was already known for putting his opponents in the hospital for, for, for repeatedly doing the quake splash on them. That sounds familiar. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me you're going up against the ropes and splashing them and you're doing it again and like, ah, 
the Yokozuna Bonsai Squash. <laughs> well, who did it better? With the blueprint. Who wore it better? Who wore it better? Who did it better, Yoko? From the <laughs> I don't know, Earthquake, Earthquake could actually jump, though. Remember, he would jump around their head before he. Oh, yeah. Earthquake would like go from to rope to rope, yeah. having some um, distance, and then jump up and land on your uh, on their chest. chest. But then again, Yokozuna would take him to the ropes and do that little. It almost looked like he did the first iteration of the dab right before he <laughs> did his move. The thing with Yokozuna is that he gave you a leg drop first. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then, like, now nah, I'm gonna take you to the to the rope match. To the yeah, with you. <laughs> like, okay. And then he does that. He did that and hacks out Jim Duggan. That's when we're all like, no, not our guy. And then you don't see him ever again. Never again. He. Uh, lucky to be alive after that. <laughs> right. Uh, what was I gonna say about Yokozuna and Earthquake? Earthquake, he. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so, after this match, like, all right, let me go back. Let me turn this around and watch something else real quick, because he told me about it. I was finally going to watch that um, earthquake splashing mm-hmm. Damien. Yeah. And to be a little kid back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was on, like, Superstars or something. It was on a Saturday or Sunday. If um, I recall correctly. Yeah, they did. But the ones that I saw was, um, I seen like three clips, I guess. The okay. first clip had that, and then when he's about to smash the snake, mm-hmm. um, they cut to Mean Gene Overland. I was like, we can't show you that. I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, people, but you know, we can't show you that. And then the next one I saw is the same thing with Sean Mooney on Superstars or Saturday Night, Saturday Morning Superstars. Like mm-hmm. we cannot believe we could not condone the actions of this man, blah blah, and all this stuff. Um, the third one was the actual footage of him doing it, and he does it, and it's like, oh, okay, it just looks like he's hitting on pillows. After all it's done, freaking Jake is such a freaking awesome actor that he just opens up that bag no. and no. <laughs> Like, I can't do this. I can't look at this. <laughs> um, he was on a podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast, and told him what how it really went down. Uh, they told um, Jake, they're going to knock you out to the outside. It's like, no. Put me up against the ropes. I want to see it happen. Like, what? Like, yeah, it would be better if you made me watch my snake get squashed oh Oh my god (laughs) this man is psychotic it's like okay so they do that and then um what was it dog food yeah it was those and dog food that were inside the bag oh really i never knew that so not even dog food it was just meat okay a bunch of meat raw meat and pantyhose so when he's all this stuff would come out and lose out and stuff. Gross. And then, like, the pantyhose would eventually work out because it'd be, like, skin. Right. So then he said that, like, a bunch of 
uh, pantyhose and bra moves <laughs> and you see blood come out. And I was like, no, I did not see blood come out. Yeah, oh, I never knew that. They wanted me to get knocked out of the ring and then um, hurt outside the ring and not see it. But my idea is, fuck, man, if you really want to hurt me, you know, rape my wife in front of me, you know, please. <laughs> and uh, uh, so being tied in the ropes and helpless while he does that shit uh, was pretty awesome. And then, of course, having to deal with the um, RSPCA whenever I got back in the back, because uh, they had to be there. And uh, they had to see the snake before and after. Uh, and of course, um, we had switch bags underneath the ring. Uh, I don't know if you know what was in that bag. No. Uh, 60 pounds of hamburger meat in women's pantyhose. That way, whenever, and that's my, that was my idea. That way, when he squished it, blood would seep out. Um, yeah, as soon as that happened, it was the best thing ever I've ever seen. Like, oh my God, now I know why he doesn't have Damien anymore. It's like, my childhood is ruined. We had the new snake, though. Yeah, the new snake. I never noticed a new snake. Mm -hmm. um, they had, and they had a different name. Was that Lucifer? The one Lucifer, that yeah. In, or is that somebody else? No, that was the second snake. Okay. Uh, next match. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I'm not even mad at this match. For one thing, cool match, more filler. That's because funny. It perfect sells this match. Like the the reason I actually watched this match was because of perfect. Like, all right, I'm gonna watch it, see what happens. Uh, perfect. Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped. Match. I skipped. Yes, no, I love Miss Perfect match. I'm sorry, I skipped. Yeah, British Beefcake was, uh, defeated Mr. Perfect, but still. Yeah. It was no, seven, that was fun. Seven minutes and eight seconds. Um, perfect reminds me of reminded me of how HBK flopped around during the match against Hogan. <laughs> like, like a bunch of like oversell. That's perfect. Like people that you don't like, just oversell yeah, it. Oversell it instead of under. <laughs> like, you don't like it either, but we know perfect. We know. But I like Brutus, so no we like him. I liked him. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Perfect loses, but he wins the Intercontinental Title Tournament a few months later because we don't know how that went down. So it was really like, hey, do us a favor, lose this match, and we'll return the favor. Which, that um, was a big return on investment. And after that, Brutus Beefcake cuts the genius hair. <laughs> and he didn't even know he was his hair was being cut that night. He just was supposed to like no no get away and then he see the he saw the shears it's like hell hell no <laughs> running out of here. um this is the last match at a WrestleMania you would see a Brutus a few fortunately a few months later Brutus is involved in a parasailing accident which crushed his facial skeleton um over a hundred feet of wire and thirty two screws were required to construct a new face. We wouldn't hear about mm -hmm. this until 1993 when they used it as a storyline to get Hulk Hogan to come back for WrestleMania mm -hmm. time. Nice. And team with Brutus to face Money, Inc. Well, and as you recall, actually what happened was he got hit in the face with a briefcase that had a brick in it. Or so I've been told. <laughs> Storyline-wise, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the... Uh, 
the what's it called the facial mask mm-hmm. like and it would have been a better mask the other figure's mask was so much better than that yeah it, well because the undertaker but think about it though it he almost it went with his look anyway it made him look more like phantom of the operas yeah. Whereas Beefcake was supposed to be just a guy, and then all of a sudden he's got this mask on. Didn't really fit. But as a okay. kid, it was believable. It was cool. I believed it. <laughs> uh, the infamous Roddy Piper versus um, Bad, Bad News Brown. Because Roddy Piper was half blackface. Supposed to be mm-hmm. next, yeah. Well, I wasn't half black face, it was half black body. <laughs> it was his whole, if I recall, it was his whole, whole half of his body, whole half of his body, yeah. Um, network and as well as the peacock, which was like, okay, do what you, you gotta say? do. Man. You said, what did you say on peacock? And they took it off the WWE network and peacock. the whole match, or did they just blur half of his body? No, they took it out the whole match. Oh my god, really? Yeah. <sighs> uh, <laughs> oh, okay, well. Um, have audio in here. Um, Roddy Piper um, had a solution, which, like, he was going to paint half of his, you know, do all that with the half face, half black yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, Arnold Scarlin and Skullin and um, Andre the Giant accidentally, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> accidentally um, threw the solution and added water into it. So when Roddy Piper put down the entire sink, he mm. couldn't get it off. So he was supposed to sweat it out, sweat it out into the match, and every, every, all of that would come out during right. um, Brown and all this. And Brown would be like, oh, you know, it's coming off. But no, that didn't end up happening. He, after the match, double count out after the match, he goes in the back, tries to scrub it off, tries to get people off. to help him scrub it off. Um, he couldn't scrub it off his face. He starts bleeding and everything, and then they tell mm-hmm. him, like, yeah, I'm be fucked with it. <laughs> Uh, he said he had to go to the airport like that. He had to go to the airport with that. <laughs> uh, he bought a uh, a Mickey Mouse um, plushie and was walking around with Mickey Mouse half blackface. Then <laughs> 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 next, he, with his um a stop to Chicago, I'm oh, like, no. damn. <laughs> Oh, you're in you're in for it now, buddy. <laughs> uh, but they did that. Um, there's uh, audio footage of Bad News Brown, which I'm gonna include. In- How did you find out that uh, Piper was gonna wear the uh, blackface and stuff? Well, they called me in the office and told me. I thought it was the stupidest thing I ever seen, and right. I figured let him go ahead and do it. And one of these brothers are gonna get, and one of these towns are gonna huh. get all of them, and he's gonna be sorry. <laughs> when you told Vince about that, you know what was his reaction? Well, he thought, you know, we think this is a great idea. This is good. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it sounds great, Vince. The one match you guys had was a double count out. Why, why was there not a decisive finish? Well, because he was bitching and complaining. He didn't want to. They actually wanted him to put me over. Right. He didn't want to do it. You know, and I said, look, man, I'm not about winning belts 
I'm not about winning some phony championships. Right. I'm about making money. You going to pay me? I don't care what we do. One is I ain't going to do no job for him if he ain't going to do one for me. So we can have whatever. Well, how about a double count? Sure. No problem. Hmm. Do you think you should have went over anyway because Piper was part-time and you were there full-time? I thought so, but they didn't. And then especially when the, the pay disparity wound up, he wound up getting $50,000 U.S. And they paid me ten grand U.S. of 2000 uh, Canadian. I really, that's, that was it. I said, this is it. I had enough of this. I'm walking down the aisle of some marina someplace, and McMahon and Patterson call me into this, uh, into this room. Bad News Brown's there. Vince McMahon's there. Patterson's there. I'm sitting here. Uh, you're going to cut the air with a knife. Uh, I don't know what's going on. He says, he says hey, how about, uh, would you wrestle or work with uh, A and L and uh, whatever it was? And, sure. sure. Well, what we got, what's going on? Silence. In my mind, <laughs> and some ignorance is bliss. In my mind, I'm, I'm, let's see, Nelson Mandela was getting out, Cindy Lauper, True Colors, all this wonderful stuff. That's where I was thinking. I just went, you know what? I'm going to pay myself half black for this one. <laughs> I swear to you, beat one, beat two. Vince looked over at me and said, I love you. Okay, is that it? Left the room. Bad News Brown did not say a word. And the last interview I went into it with the half, I did the true colors thing. I'm not a racist. Uh, now, Vince McMahon speeded up. Vince McMahon had a special solution made that would not come off with the sweat. So I'm down there and they right down the center. Right there, no respect for the jewels. Right down, black, half black on one side. All right, and it ain't gonna come off if they got the special solution. Here I go, I go all with Bad News Brown. And, and I, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. I was doing Michael Jackson. I don't know what they thought I was doing. <laughs> and I get in the ring with Bad News and I, I said to him, oh man, it's probably best to grab a hold or something. And, and he still never did a thing. Never, never said a thing to me about this black uh, piece of business. And the match was the match. It was, yeah, nothing, nothing just right home about. I get back and the solution was uh, clear. Makeup lady undoes it. It's going to take it off. She's rubbing. Finally, my cheeks bleed. Under the giant. And Arnold Skolman had taken the solution, dumped it out, put water in. <laughs> so, and I'm in a Toronto. I'm in Toronto, Canada. And I bought a five-foot Mickey Mouse to bring home to my corn muffin. Now, I'm half black. I can't get it off. <laughs> and I got Mickey under this arm and a Halliburton under this arm. And I'm sweating. And I can remember coming to the, into Toronto to the customs. And they were just going like, <laughs> you know. And, and I finally sat down on the flight. And they all kind of looked. And, and the stewardess come up and said, you'll have to check Mickey. Buy him a first-class ticket. Clinked him in Chicago, Chicago to Portland. Oh. It took me two weeks to get it off by going in the sauna and rubbing it off. But what was it going to do? Beat Andre up? <laughs> <laughs> I was back into Kansas City again. Ruined it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Next match, which, why? <laughs> oh, you mean that super long match? That they had super long? With Bret Hart? Yeah, sure. yeah, that. that. 20, what was it, less than, it was like 
half a minute match. 19 seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, Heart Foundation. Um, Nikolai. Bolsheviks. Boris. The Bolsheviks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Never seen Boris Zukov anywhere. Okay. <laughs> 19 seconds. They do the national anthem. Uh, we're in Canada, so it's, hey, let's beat on the Russians. Yeah, you know. Ooh, cool. Dead silence when the Bolsheviks came out. Who the fuck are these guys? Well, we didn't get a chance to really know because they were in there for 19 seconds. 19 seconds on the tuck. Uh, Bret Hart's fastest match. Uh, that's fine. I'm, that's okay. It didn't need to be any longer. I think they got their point across. <laughs> Next match was the Barbarian with Bobby Heenan against Tito Santana. Like, yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah. Aired. Yeah, we're um, mad at each other either. But a wrestler that represented my culture lost again. Oh no! <laughs> um, Barbarian's finisher was definitely devastating. Uh, the Barbarian and Haku go on to become a tag team later on that year. Moves to WWE, comes back to WWE, and becomes the second in the shrinker after Samu left. Yeah. Barbarian would later go back to WCW again, join the Dungeon of Doom, and tag with Meng once again as the face of fear. Again, he's a jobber over there. Like, what? The dynasty, dude. There are some moments. Why are you going to treat them like so bad? Like, they can kick your ass. Hey, job you guys out. Oh, goodness. Up next, <laughs> why does this match is so cringy? What Gold Dust Senior, <laughs> Mister Mister Dust, Gold Dust, Dusty Rhodes, Sapphire, and Miss Elizabeth defeating Randy Savage and Queen Cherry. <laughs> so let me tell you why. At that time, I love this match until the moment. Like, before even finding out what happened to Sapphire, I was like, oh, no. like, I didn't even know what happened, like, how that happened. It's just like, I know that this match happened and Sapphire was hanging out with uh, Dusty. It's like, oh, cool. And like, chugging and jiving and all that shit. Yeah. Now it's just like, God, you're so cringy, dude. <laughs> no, it was cool. That was so cool. Especially with and, the polka dots. Yeah, it told a story. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know Dusty at the time. I hated the polka dust. <laughs> um, I loved him back in WCW better. Uh, over the years, looking back at his old wrestling content and his hard time promos, I got him. I understood his assignment. Mm-hmm. So up until last week, I loved this match and Sweet Sapphire. And then I read up on her and how they turned her against Dusty. With the Million Dollar Man? Oh, God. <laughs> With the fur coat and stuff. Um, um, the kayfabe story from Virgil, who told WWF Magazine, was that he took all, all his gift back, Million Dollar Man did. Okay. And then got rid of her as soon as he beat Dusty. Like, I'm right, playing mind games with him. Uh-huh. I'm going to beat him. And then that's it. We're done. Okay, Sapphire, you're, you're fired. He got what he wanted. 
Um, the real story was that Sapphire was a stan of Dusty, um, legit falling for him. Hmm. So the office told her that they needed to break up. Okay. Yeah, she built up crying and left shortly after SummerSlam. Uh, weeks after WrestleMania 6, she was getting gifts from a mysterious benefactor. So mysterious. Like, yeah. nobody knew. Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, come on. <laughs> At SummerSlam, she was supposed to face Queen Sherry, but didn't show. And Sherry won via forfeit. Nobody could find Sapphire until after it was revealed during Dusty and Macho Man's match that Ted DiBiase had bought Sapphire. Yeah. She yeah. would later appear in promo segments, hanging out with DiBiase and Virgil and, Dub- and doing stupid things like ironing the money, <laughs> wearing and admiring her fur coat that DiBiase got for her. Yeah, she sold out. I was pissed off. <laughs> I hated that. Like, why? Why would you do that? Of course, Vince. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like, yeah. Everybody has a price for the million dollar man. Yeah, I have to agree with that. So anytime he needs another, you know, whatever, any kind of help, I I can, I can always use a fur coat. (laughs) But um, I did love how Randy and Queen Sherry interacted, and then when he sees Miss Elizabeth, he just like goes freaking crazy he turns into uh crazy randy like savage mm-hmm. like no brother like oh hell no about that neighborism over here um i love that match i don't I mean dusty was doing good but you know macho man can do anything better mm-hmm. well you know yeah one of the best, I think. Next match, I wasn't really paying attention to. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Pat Tanaka and Sato with Mr. Fuji defeating the Rockers. Marginating HBK. Like, okay, cool. Back then, you had to like it, though. The Rockers, I don't think there was any kid yeah. under 12 that didn't like the Rockers. It did. I did like the Rockers. And then Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah. Tell them like, like yeah, it was just it's like oh, oh man, I just want to get to the main event so fast. Well, All right, cool. Like I'll watch it later, and then later didn't come by, so it happened. Um, Jim Duggan defeating Dino Bravo at four minutes and fifteen. Come on, yeah, that shouldn't have happened. I don't think. Although again, back then, I'm sure I was happy about it. Like, I did yeah. like Dino Bravo, but I'm sure I was happy that Hacksaw won. You know, cause when you were it a kid is. back then, you liked the good guys. It's fine, but four minutes? Oh. Sir, Again, it was a Hacksaw match, though. I don't think he could do... I think the, his best stuff comes within the first five minutes. Two big guys whose movesets look the same. Yeah. Earthquake still wearing his creator racing. You know, too. What's that? <laughs> So the same thing with Dino Bravo. I think after five minutes, if he's in a single match, it's pretty. That's he's had his best has already come the in the Goldberg. first five minutes. Yeah, the Goldberg treatment. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, can't really good. Five minutes. 
Uh, Earthquake's still wearing his Karita wrestler basic blue singlet. <laughs> Attacks Jim Duggan after the match and hits his move on him three times. Uh, Duggan doesn't need to go to the hospital just yet. Like, wait another year or so and then face up with Zuna. And he'll go to the hospital. Like, oh, my ribs are bleh, blood everywhere. Uh, we're... Sorry, man. Budget cuts. Yeah. Okay. Next time. Um, Ted DiBiase and Virgil defeated Jake Roberts for the million dollar championship. Come on. Yeah, like Jake Roberts was going to win it. I like Jake Roberts was going to win Yeah, like Teddy. Well, we didn't know that back then. So, like, Teddy. I could put a million dollar championship. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, um, cool. Like, two of of the faces of the company are fighting. And then you get two of the most hated heels of the company fighting. But Jake Roberts not a most hated heel yet. No, so he's, he's on that part. Like, but you, you know, you hit a DDT on Steamboat, mm-hmm. and you almost did a concussion. You almost said you almost killed him. Like, we hate you. We kind of hate you. We kind of love you now, but we hate you. Um, one of them is a face of time. They're not in the main event, or not even changing a title except this million dollar championship. Mm-hmm. That's not even a legit contendership. Like, right. Why? No lineage. <laughs> this match had the biggest pop than the IC or the world title match. Well, the IC and the world title match weren't in the same match. <laughs> right. How do you not have a world title around his waist? Any of them. Why Why wasn't Why didn't anybody just push uh, Teddy Biasi or Jake? Why not? Like, instead of just tagging about, but, you know, He's the most hated heel. He like buys people off. He bought the oh, champion. Yeah. He like did all this. He bought. He had a heel year. Yeah. Like the most hated heel of the year. It was Teddy Rossi for buying Sapphire. How did he not have a freaking push? Yeah. And then he has a bodyguard. <laughs> two a million dollar man with two black people. As his, like, you're you from, yeah. It's, <laughs> how did he not have what a did he get over now? <laughs> how was he not over? He was over, but how did he not have the belt? Um, he had the money ink, mm-hmm. IRS. he had IRS in his pocket. Come on, yeah. <laughs> the million dollar corporation, he had the best storyline for like 10 years, possibly. Um, this title was the same as Taz's FT, FTW title, FTW belt. Um, like this match right here, I said it with Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat. Uh, if it was done today, the crowd would be chanting fight forever. They even pop for the DDT. They're like, get this man out of here. Kill him for good. Uh, I I love that he beat him. Yeah. And then, like later on, Jake Roberts just blinded. But still, mm-hmm. it was a fun match. Fun. Well, 
Uh, yay. Big boss man against Akeem. Oh, before, they didn't even know that Earthquake and Akeem were destined to cross paths one day. Hey. <laughs> like a minute and 49 seconds. That's all it took. Which, again, hey. anymore. Right. Boss man with the uh, noticeable losing of the weight there, buddy. The year before, he was just like Big Bubba Rogers type. Like Big Balmain from Georgia. This year, WrestleMania 6, he's all like, hey, I lost weight. I get to beat you down. Akeem's, what the hell, Akeem? 149, really? That, it feels like he was buried so bad. Even beating, even Ted DiBiase beating up Bossman before the match. He still manages to bury Akeem. Well, well, because he was a, a huge face back then, though, boss man. Now known as a heel, top heel. Um, Akeem doesn't even make it to the end of the year of Survivor Series. He just leaves and shows up in WCW of March 91 as the one man gang again. <laughs> yes. Leave Akeem back. Leave it alone. Yeah, we need the dream. Akeem the dream. Akeem the dream. When he was in WrestleMania 7. Uh, <laughs> that hunk of hunk of hunk of hunky love? That's, that uh... I can't get out of my head. What, you're talking about Honky Tonk Man? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Mary Tyler Moore not knowing who Honky Tonk Man was. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, you ready for Honky Tonk Man? Sure. Are you going to sing by? Okay. <laughs> All right. I love that. I, you see a glimpse of DDP and that's it. Like, you don't even know it's him. Like, oh, okay. He just showed up. Um, he felt like a car wreck that couldn't turn away from him. <laughs> Even the bushwhackers showing up and destroying the guitars was a little extra. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you guys doing? Eh. I was like, no, please stop. Next match, yeah, I didn't even feel how long it was. It was just like, oh, God, whatever. You know he's going to win. Rick Rude defeated Jimmy Snuka. Mm hmm. With Okay, cool. Rick Rude beat Jimmy Snuka. Way to go, Rick Rude. Which I think that was filler, too. Uh, what did you think? I mean, what was... Like, I wasn't into it. No. Um, yeah, I wasn't into that match. It's like, finally getting to the main event. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan was the ultimate warrior. Maybe the biggest time up, you know, up to that point. Minutes. 25 minutes. Hogan carried this match. Shocking. Yeah, wow. A 25-minute match. He oversold the moves. 
he made Warrior look good. And then he does a kick out at the very end. It's like, what did you do? Why? They Protect the big to... Um It's clean, which was rare. Yeah. It, it was it was so fun to watch. It was just like at the time, I'm like, of course I'm ready for Hogan. Yeah. Um, sure I was too. <laughs> there was a at the time there was um, a divide between all these kids like Team yeah. Hogan versus Team Warrior. Yeah. And you had yeah, everybody fighting. Like Hulk Hogan's gonna beat him that and Ultimate Warrior's gonna beat him up. Watch. <laughs> and then we had this. Um winner takes all, both belts. It was like Ultimate Warrior's belt was on the line also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hogan could have won. That. I mean, so it was... at the same time, if Hogan would have won it, like, what do you do with it? Oh, I'm just gonna, you know. Yeah, it's it. true. I mean, he wasn't gonna. No point to it. Yeah. So either way, Mr. Perfect was gonna have it. Like, why would you want the IC title when you're the world champion? Right. You don't need or, both. Unless you're Seth Rollins and actually defend both belts. Yeah, which again, but back then with only what four pay per views a year, that wasn't gonna like one <laughs> two weeks every two yeah. weeks on a Saturday night's main event. Yeah, yeah, that was a really cool match, like you said, because nothing like that had ever happened before, or at least not not on a big scale like that. Maybe in a territory, but not on big scale like WWF. Or even WCW, I don't think back then, anyway. Because that was a big, I mean, that's a big gamble, right? You're putting both of your top guys, and one of them has to lose. Yeah. So, and I then you, it. and then you wonder, like, you don't want to ruin anybody's, I guess, reputation or put it. You know, because like I said, if one of them has to lose, then it's like, well, he can't be the best because remember he lost. But that didn't happen, though. <laughs> that did, I mean, obviously we know, looking back now, that Hogan is still obviously not considered the best, quote-unquote, pro wrestler. He definitely, I think a lot of people still consider him number one. Where with Ultimate Warrior, unfortunately, yeah, the, people have better things to say about him since he's, you know, passed, but you was that the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior? Was that what the DVD was called? Yeah. Yeah. I think unfortunately that was probably more true than all the night after. Like we gotta put him in the Hall of Fame. Let's retract everything we said. Right. How we got no say okay. nice stuff. <laughs> you did make <laughs> Ultimate Warrior goes on the entire year. Look yeah. Like everybody misses Hogan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hogan goes back to Hollywood and starts filming Server and Commando. <laughs> really cute movie at the time. Yeah, it was cool Cold back then to see him in a movie. Next, the second wrestler to be in the movie was Hall of the Undertaker, Mark Calloway. Which was pretty funny because, like, hey, that's the Undertaker. Oh, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Thing. Forgot. 
I think it was in the movie also. With yeah, Hogan. I actually did forget about that. All right. That's it for WrestleMania 6. Let's go with a review. All right. Uh, what do you think of the card? Overall, for that time, I think it was a good one. For that time. Uh, yeah, there was some matches where it was like, eh. But like I said, everybody on there back then, for the most part, was popular. I mean, they didn't have a lot of guys on there who who weren't didn't have a fan base back then. I mean, even Earthquake was popular then. Perfect. Uh, bad news. Piper was, even though he was a heel at that time. Um, I thought it was overall it was a good card for the time. It was fun. Hey, it was a fun show. Um, <clears throat> I mean, some of the matches were short. Yeah. And, like, besides the fact that Andre the Giant had health issues, without being, without knowing that, of course, you would have wanted it to be in the main event, towards the main event. Right. Before the main event, something like that. And it was a tag team belt. At the time, they were just like, okay, we're just going to put you in there first. Like, oh, sure like we it, we came in watching Andre but we left watching um, Ultimate Warrior mm-hmm. beat Hogan so it was like was oh unexpected. we came in happy we left uh, you know this way so it was, it was fine like, I, I enjoyed some of the matches I enjoyed the main event yeah, um, yeah. The roster was pretty stacked, of course. Yeah. I was like a bunch of freaking big men, a bunch of new people. Uh, earthquake. <laughs> uh, create a wrestler of <laughs> singlet, which later on becomes much more better. Like it pops out. But this one is like, what were they trying to do, man? Like you're, you're starting out. Yeah, I, I see what they did. Okay. You're, you're the... You're the beginning. You're the beginning of the indie company in the 2K games, right? Oh, <laughs> That's what it is. Like you start out with nothing on your um, singlet, and then you move on and you, you do this. Way up. You beat up the high, the top face. You break his ribs. You throw a bunch of people in the hospital, and then you get the big earthquake um, gear with the white and the red. And then you get a tag team party with the same disaster as you, and they name him Shockmaster. I mean, uh, Typhoon. Oh. <laughs> it's the Typhoon. Like, how are you going to go? It's like, yeah, I want to help tag partner. We know just the guy for you. <laughs> Not just the thing. Right here. <laughs> you know, just the guy for you. Wait here. We're gonna go uh, pick him up off the floor. Oh, God. He's still laying there. Really? Uh, that's fun. Uh, what impact did it have on pop culture? Hogan. 
Yeah, okay. Ultimate Warrior at the time. Oh, Ultimate Warrior, of course. Um, like I was all into Warrior at, after that. I was into Warrior during the whole Savage versus whole Warrior. Yeah, right. And yeah. then I became a fan. Um, later in '93, yeah, I was a fan during '93 or something like that. '92, '93, around there. Like he just kept coming back and all that. It was fun to have him there. Um, like I can't remember any of the matches. I mean, the Ted DiBiase and Jake the Snake is one of those that I do remember. Mm. But it's still, it's like top heel that uh, right there. Like, why not put him against Ultimate Warrior? Right. Uh, why not put him in a title match? And he did. He did have a match against uh, Ultimate Warrior. And the same with Honky Dog Man. Like, all these, like, at the time, I would say Ted DiBiase was a top heel. Second top heel would have been um, Randy Savage. Yeah. Because he was on that verse. Yeah. Like, the one's a millionaire, the other one's a king. Mm-hmm. But the king it only does, like, he beats you down. The million dollar man, he does things outside it. Like, right. he goes after your family. He goes after your um, people, buys them, and turns them against you. Macho is like, you don't bring Elizabeth. <laughs> like, Ted DiBiase doesn't have a weakness. Macho Man does. Right. Yeah, he didn't have hurt million dollar man. Like, then you had Virgil, but still, it's like, What's yeah, but you didn't like, care about him. You don't care. Like, go ahead and do that whatever you want. But, um, next heel would be Honky Talk Man. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, Rick Rude. Oh yeah, yeah. Rick Rude would be the next heel. Um, Honky Talk Man, the fourth heel. Like all these guys had characters. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of big. And then the top bases would be Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Um, at the time, Dusty. Oh and yeah. Hacksaw. And Hacksaw, Hacksaw, yeah. Hacksaw, who was just like, you needed to have Hacksaw Jim Duggan with you because he had a four by four. Yeah, the two by four. So the top faces and the top heels of that year are those people. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, is it rewatchable? Maybe not all the way through. Not some matches. Fast forward to all this yeah. stuff. Um, fast forward to the. I hate to fast forward to the Bret Hart match, but you know, there's no way to fast forward. Just like, just go to the movie <laughs> second. That's it. Don't worry about it. It's, it's a funny segment. That's it. <laughs> um, match they shouldn't care about on the Giant, even though it's his last match. If you <laughs> watch it, care about it. Go ahead. But I wouldn't worry about it. He'll come back. Not as a wrestling, but he'll come back. Yeah. Like, if you really wanted to see him wrestle, go back to WrestleMania 5 or 6. Or 5. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is his, like, hurrah. Well, we hate to see you go, but you got to go, dude. You can't wrestle anymore. You can't do anything. Um, well... Yeah, the same thing with all the other matches. Uh, 
So is it rewatchable? Yeah, maybe. It's rewatchable. Not all the way through necessarily, but... And the thing is, because of, I don't think some a new fan now watching it wouldn't necessarily care about it. And they wouldn't... If you don't know the history, they wouldn't understand why Warrior vs. Hogan was so important. Because now, you know, they had Rock Hogan, they had uh, Rock and Stone Cold, they had... You know, it's almost like now they'd have the top, top guys fighting each other. Like, it's no big deal. But back then, that was... It's like, no, you can't do that. Because if one world loses, one world wins. You know, that was like having... You can't have Superman fight Batman back then, you know? Because, well, no, they're both good guys. If one loses, that means one's not as good. You know? But back then, that was huge. Yeah. Now, now it's it's hard to... If you weren't there, care. Another top face, but of that year, basically. But you know, it happened later on that year. Like we fell for him because of the snake, Jake. Mm, yeah. And then the next year he turns heel. They're like, ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. The so it's not really top heels. Like okay, so this happened. Um. Videotapes out of ten, I'd say a uh, five. Yeah, uh, five. I'll go with. I give it six. I give it a six. Five and six. Just because of like I said. Hmm? What was that? Just because it was back then. Yeah, it's a big match. I give it a six. But at the same time, you had a nineteen-second match, and you had the last match of Hungry Giant. Like, all right, it's like I don't want to give it more than a five, don't want to give it less than a five. It's in the middle for me. Like, all right, um, I'll let you watch it, record it. You can watch it, yeah, take it with you to school. Yeah, I would take it with me to school. Like, yeah, we'll watch it. You can watch it, but I'll watch it with you here and I'll fast forward through the stuff that you need to (laughs) like. Look at this part, look at this part, and then this part. It's like, hey, Bret Hart's coming out. Ah, you don't want to see that part. Yeah, you don't want to see that part. <laughs> like, it's only 19 seconds. Don't the entrance it. was longer than the no, match. No, it doesn't even advance the story or anything. It's just that. No. That happened with it. Um, go to this part. Go to this part. And then um, main event. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Main event. Cool. We're done. An hour class. An hour there and a half class. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> It was an hour and a half. Whatever. It was us there. We were there. We had fun during that class. We didn't do anything, but we had fun. That's why it was fun. <laughs> we watched movies. We watched TV shows. We watched wrestling. That's how fun that class was. <laughs> um, to think I still got a D. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm thinking of a wrestler. Okay. Um, all you have to do is ask me what year they're from. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, if they did anything, they were yeah. here, they were there, and all that stuff. And I'll give you a yes or no answer, and then I'll. Ooh, okay. All right. So. Okay. And then you come up with one, and then I'll come up with one. It's supposed to be one minute, but let's try for. A minute and a half. Let's see how that goes. Okay. All right. So, timer up.
Okay, so start. And for the next show, I'll just say it and I'll describe how it really supposed to go. All right, uh, ready? Okay. Go. Okay. Man. Okay. Um, have they ever been in a WrestleMania? Yes. Headlined a WrestleMania? Yes. More than one? Um, yeah. Uh, you can, if you don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, were they ever headlining WrestleMania? Yes. Okay. Were they or uh, okay? The first WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania that they were champion in the main event. Were they heel or face? Uh, face. Face. Okay. Were are they still wrestling now? No. Were they, did they have headlining WrestleMania? Was it the 90s or the 2000s? First time. Um, First time they headlined WrestleMania. 90s? None. 80s. Oh. Um, 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. So they were, you said they were champion. Okay. What were, uh, what color did they wear? <laughs> can't tell you that. Oh, okay, can't tell you that. Um, um, 15 seconds. Okay, am I supposed to guess the name too, or am I just asking? Yeah, yeah, one? go ahead. Okay, it was Macho Man. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, was, I thought I was going to say Hogan, but I was like, man, we just got done talking about him. I don't think it's going to be Hogan. Uh, all right. Um, go ahead. You have your timer. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me two seconds. Okay. So when I say go, your ninety seconds will start. Ready, set, go. Male or female? Male. Uh, wrestling in the nineties. Yes. Wrestle in the two thousands. Yes. Wrestle in the eighties. Um, is he alive? Yes. <clears throat> Did he, was he a world champion? Yes. Um, uh, has he main evented at WrestleMania? Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> um, is he a top face? Um, at one point. Oh, um, Did he have a manager? Yes. Ted DiBiase? No. Oh. Um, shit, 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 shit. Okay. A, 30 seconds. Second. Um, he's alive. Shawn Michaels? No. Uh, shoot, okay. Um, Hulk Hogan. No. Nope. Uh, Eight, seven, 
Time's up. Age. Oh, come on. <laughs> 90s and 2000s? 90s and 2000s. I'm thinking, like, okay. You thought it was like 90, <laughs> like 92. Like early 90s. That was great. We're going to do more of that. Yeah, I thought you would ask more questions. I was thinking, like, you know, I was thinking, like, ask me. I wanted you to just. Okay, was he in a faction, or did he have a? Ta- was he ever in a tag team, or? Yeah, like um, the game just goes on like that. Um... All right, so I'm magically inserting myself here during editing uh, to explain to you about the game. The game is actually from a straight shoot wrestling podcast. We can you can find on YouTube. Also, check them out if you haven't. They're fucking extremely funny. They're extremely awesome. They and it's called Guess the Wrestler. Uh, you have they have 60 seconds to guess the wrestler by yes or no answers. Um, bring up whatever kind of wrestler you like or anything like that. But it's a really fun game, but it's really fun. They go off on something like, um, Dink the Clown, also, or <laughs> Kane being the mayor, um, which John Cena. A character, uh, NWO John Cena, or oh, you know, all these other people, <laughs> um, like Bonesaw McGraw, Randy Savage from the mm-hmm. Spider-Man movie. From Man. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. It's like, all right, I gotta try this out in my freaking podcast, see how that goes. But yeah, uh, there's something that I want to try on there too. Yeah, that'll be Ooh. fun. In time, I'll probably add in more stuff, but yeah. We'll, we'll do this. Guess the wrestler from now on. And hopefully you really like it. Um, that's it. That's all we got, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's all end it. That's all the time we have for tonight. We will be back next week with more WrestleMania moments, discussions. It's Michael's turn. So what episode are you having us for our, to watch? So one of my favorites, maybe not everybody's favorite. We're going to skip ahead a couple of years and go with WrestleMania 9. WrestleMania 9. Caesar's yeah. Palace, let's go. Yeah, outdoor. <laughs> um, maybe I could go from when it's my turn, I can go back, but maybe it's like, we'll just keep on going forward with WrestleMania 9. That's awesome. Um, if you have another pay-per-view that you think we should watch and review, just like we have with St. Valentine's Day Massacre, let us know in the comments. We would love to hear from you. Uh, let's do In Your House one day. The first one ever. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on, on Twitter at all underscore things underscore pod, all things pod. Follow me on Twitter at Million Dollar Geek. Listen to us on Spotify or Anchor at All Things Wrestling. Check us out on Facebook groups at All Things Wrestling with the same logo. Check us out on YouTube and smash that subscribe button as I'm going to attempt to take out all the music I had here due to copyright reasons. Great. And then follow us on Instagram for more wrestling content at All Sync Wrestling Pod. Be patient as I just made the page. Thank you for supporting our content and giving us a listen. Until next time, I'm Ernie. I'm Mike. We'll see you later. <laughs>